In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Ali Dean. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Yeah. Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell. I'm folding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. And a happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Ollie Dean, Derek Thomas, I'm Brian Katrick. Glad to have you with us on this Sunday morning. Ollie Dean, good morning. We got another Olympic gold medalist. You probably didn't have to wait up as late, at least last night, because they did it the night before. How you doing? I am well and fresh. Yes, I did not have to stay up until 5 in the morning to watch the outcome. But what an amazing run for the American golfers in Tokyo. Yes. Uh, Derek Thomas, uh, we were chatting this morning, and all I had heard for most of the Olympics to this point which they're uh, officially over with now. The closing ceremonies took place, as far as we can tell, 7 a.m. Eastern time this morning. They were 8 p.m. Tokyo time. Uh, but, Derek, I've been hearing that the Americans were not doing well in the medal count. You you have a contrary view of that. Oh, well, no. We're, we're, we, we did get off to a slow start, it seemed. Uh, but last I checked this morning, we the United States is number one in the medal count overall. And we had been num- uh, number one in the overall count for a while, but we were trailing the Chinese in the gold. However, right now, and again, yeah, uh, the, the the end of the Olympics kind of snuck up on us, but it's over, I guess, because we've all been so behind on it anyways. 113 total medals for the United States, 88 total for the Chinese in second, but 39 gold for the United States, 38 gold for the Chinese. So, yeah, when I think when the team events settled up, you know, basketball, handball, uh, you know, baseball, we did well in a lot of those uh, 
Handball? We did well in handball? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, come on. Or, uh, I realized that. Water polo. What are you talking about? Or maybe it was water polo I was thinking of. But, yeah, I mean, and volleyball. <laughs> well, we won volleyball, indoor and outdoor, I believe. So, yeah, when, 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 once we uh, caught up with these long tournaments, the United States pulled ahead in the gold count. So, USA. Hand, handball and water polo. Yeah, As you know, it turns out, the they are the, the exact do. same game with one difference. The water? <laughs> one One's in a pool. very important difference. <laughs> we, uh, we won silver and equestrian yesterday. A lot of team events we, uh, we did very well in, and including golf. That is Derek Thomas, Olympic reporter. I'm all over uh, it. So here's why I happen to know. I, d- I didn't know that, but I happen to know when the closing ceremonies were. They were at 8 p.m. local time Sunday night because there was a question that they were not going to get the women's Olympic golf in by then, uh, which is it, they had a what they have, Ollie. It was, it was not a cyclone. Was it a tsunami? No, it definitely wasn't a tsunami. I think it was a tropical storm. Is it a typhoon in Asia? It could have been a typhoon. They had something bad, but yes, it, then it didn't. It didn't. It's their equivalent of a hurricane, and there's a lot of really bad-sounding words. So it's it's whichever one is that the typhoon, maybe the cyclone. It's not the cyclone. It was going to rain. Yeah, it was it was going to rain, but it never got to that. So it was just a tropical storm, and I guess so. They have a different word for what they have on that on that side of the Dateline uh, than than a hurricane. But then if it doesn't get there, it just goes back to the same word that we have, which is tropical storm. <laughs> it's interesting yeah, Everything that I'm looking at, it's tropical storm Nepartek. Yeah. It. Well, it was, it was escalating. There was, that was the whole story from the golf side of the Olympics is that there was a, I believe it was a typhoon. <laughs> we're just going to keep, we're not going to get over this apparently until, we're gonna, until we find out what the word is. Uh, I believe it was a typhoon last week for the men. That was bearing down upon them. And then there was another one for the women. Last week, I don't know if it got to typhoon status either. This week, it definitely did not get to typhoon status. But much like our hurricanes, they start as tropical storms, and then they build up, and then they they dissipate. So uh, good for them that it didn't get to be tropical or didn't get past tropical storm status. Uh, But what they were trying to do was... For them, it was a Wednesday start, Saturday finish plan. Why? Well, it's because the uh, because the closing ceremonies was was Sunday night. They didn't want to push it. Well, the rain was going to hit Saturday morning. Now, for them, Saturday morning was Friday for us. Uh, but we we got to talk in their terms because I'm, my head's going to explode. So they they weren't sure with sixty players in the field. They weren't sure if they were going to have. Uh, if, there, if it was going to be a 54-hole event or a 72-hole event, they were going to wake up Saturday morning and see what the weather was like. And then they were going to have all day Saturday and most of the day Sunday to play 18 holes. The other side of that was uh, they, they could have kind of they could have hurried earlier in the week. They could have played 27 holes one day and then 27 holes another day and been done before the storm came through. But there's apparently an Olympic health advisor. So you got meteorologists and you got health advisors and the health advisor said, no, it's too hot. We, we will not allow you to play more than 18 holes a day. So professional golf has all kinds of ways to get through weather, but they've never had to get through weather 
and sidestep a health advisor at the same time, Ollie. It was getting really tough. Yeah, and speaking of the heat, um, I think Lexi Thompson went through three different caddies um, during the Olympics because of heat yep. exhaustion. So the heat was definitely real. Here's my question. You oh, obviously sure. have an outdoor game. You're not going to be able to move it to the gymnasium. Why would you schedule it so late in the turn or in the Olympic week where weather could even be a factor? Why wouldn't you move golf towards the beginning of the Olympics as opposed to having a hard deadline where you may have to cancel the last 18 holes if the weather doesn't cooperate with you? Well, they gave themselves a day. And like I said, I, I really think there was a lot of left hand not talking to the right hand here because they gave themselves a day. The Saturday finish should have been enough to get finished by Sunday at 8 p.m. First of all, it's dark or probably close to dark by 8 p.m. on Sunday. So you, you had an extra entire day. Plus, in real golf, you can you can play more than 18 holes in a day. You can you can do some things. You can move the tee times up. With only 60 players, you're not really worried about that. Uh, there's, it gives you a lot of flexibility from the administration side. But as I said, they've they've never had to deal with with health restrictions as well. Lexi had three caddies because her caddy on the on the 15th hole just got overcome with heat stroke. Someone else picked up the bag. One of the advisors for Team USA who played on the LPGA Tour herself. I just I don't have all the names in front of me. She carried the last three holes, and then Lexi found an actual caddy that could finish the rest of the tournament. So that's how she wound up with three. It was really one guy. It was a regular caddy that that got, got heat stroke. I, I'm not poo-pooing the heat by any stretch of the imagination. They deal with heat all the time. So in answer to your question, why wouldn't they just start early? Well, because you had... Remember, the women had a major championship at the Evian. Well, are you going to move the major? And, and this is a year later. We did all this. We had the date last year. Then they had to move the date this year. <laughs> and they had all the tournaments that got moved, and you weren't sure where you were going to play. And it was the perfect storm. That's how you get caught in this mess. Or I'm going to blame squarely the, the medical Right, almost the perfect time. It was the perfect tropical storm. I'm pointing at the medical advisor because somehow through all of the other things they had to move, we had we had COVID, we had a year delay, we had tournaments all over the world that all had to adjust their schedules, and somehow golf figured it out. And then because it was hot, the medical advisor took a play out of the playbook that was almost really important. That's not even the biggest part. <laughs> but that's not even the biggest question mark. All right, so so they come down the stretch, and it was a whole lot of fun. At one point, Nelly Corda had slipped, and it was, it was tied for the lead. And uh, Monet Inami is there, and Lydia Ko is there. And you still have the threat that it might rain at any point. They had a stoppage because the rain started. Luckily, the rain then dissipated, and they were able to get back out there. So there was a moment where the thought was we're going to have to have reduced this tournament to a 54-hole tournament because in the middle of the final round they couldn't get there. Could you imagine having a tie for the lead in the middle of the final round, Ollie? <laughs> then it rains. Then they run out of time. And you have to wipe out those scores and go back and declare the person that lost the lead as your gold medalist. That doesn't make sense. 
No, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and that was well, some of the drama that was that was unfolding. Um, you didn't know whether they were going to start based on the weather. If they did start, you didn't know if they were going to be able to finish. And, you know, I, I give Nelly a ton of credit in the fact that that was a very unique situation to sleep on the lead going into the final round. And she was still able to overcome it all and and uh, cement her you know number one status and win Olympic gold medal. Yes. I'm going to give you one more that's even more head-scratching than that because reducing this event to a 54-hole tournament was a an option that was on the table, and it was the most talked-about option. Had they shown up Saturday morning and it was raining, had the storm been moving faster, and, and it just kept raining, they weren't going to be able to play. So you would have had a gold, and I forget who the silver medalist. Nelly had a two-shot lead, but I forget who was in silver. I think it was a D.T. Ashcock. Uh excuse me, Ashok, but you had a four-way tie for third. What do you do when you have to have a playoff? You watched that seven-way playoff last year. I did. Last last week, week. yes. What do you do when you have a four-way tie for third? You're not allowed to go outside and play golf. How do you – and you have to break the tie because you only have one bronze medal. Regression. Go to the scorecard. <laughs> Score card. Everybody panics! <laughs> what do you do? Do you have a putting contest in the clubhouse? Yeah, it's either that, scorecard regression, flip, flip some coins. Um, I'm not sure. Not a way that you would want any Olympic medal decided. No. Take it to the and, octagon? Well, well, couldn't under certain circumstances <laughs> you just decide to, to share the medal? I mean, the high jumpers Normally, shared the medal. So th- when the high jumper shared the medal, they got in trouble. That that caused – you remember how that went down. If you read the stories about that, they're standing there, the two high jumpers and the official are standing there, and they just decided to share the medal before the official could tell them you can't share the medal. But they shook hands and they hugged, and the crowd started cheering. I don't know where the crowd started cheering. Somebody started cheering because there was no crowd. Yeah, the coaches? Were the coaches cheering? Something, I believe the coaches Volunteers cheered. Volunteers yeah, and officials around there. Somebody clapped <laughs> yes, when there was a hug. And then the official just walked away. It was like, okay, I guess they're sharing it. Come to find out later, they really weren't allowed to share it, and they found another bronze medal. Don't you uh, think an Olympic official would know the basic rule that you're not allowed to sh- just decide to share the gold medal? He just walked away. Ah, well, they decided. Nothing I can do. I do think that. But that's not how it went down. Well, in the video, quite... it, you can tell that both competitors are there kind of looking. He says, and they said, one of the guys uh, asked, you know, can we, can we have a jump off or can we just split it? And then he said, the official began saying, yes, you can avoid this if you want to do. And like, all he said was, yes, we can. That is a, an option, but we have to do this. And right when they heard option, right when they said this is an option, both of the guys were just like, yeah, we both won. And yeah, that they were like, oh, yeah, OK. Apparently what he was going to go on to say was that they couldn't. But it sounded like they could. I mean, that's this, the article I read and they found another bronze medal. And maybe that's what they would have done in golf. Uh, I have it on high authority that part of the golf's deal in the Olympics was six medals. No ties. And, Ollie, to your point, every other level of golf, you got a four-way tie for third, eight-way tie for third, doesn't matter. You just split up all the positions after that. You divide the money equally, and that's that. Yeah, but it's easier to divide cash than it is a medal. I mean, what do you yes. To take the sawzall out, start, start putting it in a vice and cutting it up. 
You get the top. <laughs> you get the top third. You get the middle third. And you can you have the bottom for, third. Do you get it for the first six months of the year? So joint custody. You're going to propose <laughs> right. joint custody. Here's my address. I really, I'm, I've got my re- high school reunion coming up. I'd like to take it to that in July. <laughs> oh, I'm going to a wedding. All right, you take it to the wedding. <laughs> then meet me in Sacramento, and then we'll we'll drop just drop you it can off get a there. FedEx sponsorship. Can you just for leave that? it with my you aunt? Know? She lives there. I'll pick it up yes, next week. My aunt. Meet my aunt at the mall. <laughs> you guys could just hand it off, and she'll bring it over to my mom. Oh, so well, it was a fun so tournament. Was, Tell, uh, let me ask you guys, what'd you think about that course? Because, uh, I know Ollie watched uh, more than I did. Um, it looked like fun. And tell me about these greens, because guys, when I was able to watch, were just rolling in these putts. Were these flatter? I don't want to say easier greens than these guys typically play on, or than these ladies, I should say. Um, I think they were just in good shape. Ollie, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, what it appeared to me is, and by all accounts from the players, is they were just perfect. So the whole course was just immaculate. From what yeah, I, I don't think it was a very difficult course. I think you had a lot of birdies because people were hitting it close to the to the. Yeah, you know, the flagstick and don't and say pin. Able, yeah, there are no pins um, close he to the flagstick, and then um, able to roll them in because they were just rolling perfectly. So, so I think the course played well. I think that's the kind of course that you want for an Olympic test. Um, you want a lot of birdies. You want a lot of movement on the leaderboard. So I think the course served, you know, the context of the tournament really well. Yeah, and then this week, Aditi Ashok, the young lady from India. Uh, they they did the statistical analysis of her putting versus the rest of the field, and she would have picked up 13 shots on the field if they had the strokes gained statistic. She would have gained 13 shots. She finished at 15 under. She only lost by two. You know, she only finished fourth by two shots. So she picked up 13 shots. That that was by far the strength of her game that's and that incredible. was the story of the final round was she was making everything and that's fun to watch. Uh I could tell you that it's fun to do, but I have no idea how fun yeah. it is to do yeah, cuz no I've never putted like that. Y'all need to get back out there on that fairway social putting green and keep working on it. That is true. Yeah. That is true. We'll be yeah. visiting our friends at Fairway Social soon again. I think it's next week. I think that's right. I- think that's I, I apologize i don't have my schedule in front of, i'm i'm uh, out this week working uh, the world golf championship in memphis ollie and Derek are in the studio congratulations to nelly corda she wins a major and the gold medal in the same year that's never been done before not too many options in the past but it's still never been done before she's also the number one player in the world and wins the gold medal so that's pretty cool it is very cool and it was actually a cool podium um you know, you had the Japanese golfer, Anami, finishing with the silver, and then Lydia Ko um, comes out of nowhere, kind of, and wins the bronze. So um, I don't think golf could have been more happy with uh, with the podium finish. Yeah. But I think yeah. what was sad is the lack of spectators. I mean, we kind of talked about that, but, you know, you had Hideki near the top of, you know, the gold medal standing for a long time during the tournament on the men's side. Um, obviously, you had a, a Japanese golfer um, from the home country finish with the silver. I think it would have been electric had uh, you know you been able to have fans in attendance. I totally agree, and that that is uh, honestly, I think I think you'd have seen even a better performance. I think Monet Anami, who got really close, could have won that thing. I mean, that would have been gigantic for her. It's a golf crazy country, 
you've got some of the best golf talent in the world, and they were in, you know, their game was in good shape. I mean, Nasa Hataoka finished ninth. There had to be some shots somewhere that she could have picked up. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a shame. Unfortunately, I think, it, I think it hurt the Japanese players. I think it would have really helped the Japanese players. I don't know that it hurt them, but it would have really helped them. And maybe that would have been unfair, but who cares? You know, it's the Olympics. We, yeah. we wanted to see that. It would have been awesome. Um, it yeah. would have been interesting to see. How, had the leaderboard played out the same way, you know, does, is Nelly as, as readily able to turn around her round when she stumbled a little bit and, you know, kind of got caught, you know, with the fans there? Does that change the dynamic of her, you know, being able to kind of outpace the field the rest of the way? Would have been interesting. Obviously, we'll never know. But at the end of the day, I just think it was sad that we didn't have the fans there. So hopefully the world will get back to normal soon enough and uh, you know, we, can, we can have those kind of experiences that all of us as sports fans and especially golf fans love to see coming down the stretch. So can I kind of ask you, BK, Ollie, just golf and golf in the Olympics moving forward. Uh, how do we feel about the way they pick the players? How do we feel about the tournament structure? Um, do we expect it to be – how do you expect it to be – what is it, Paris in 2024, I believe? Do we expect yeah. to – I don't want to ruin. It's a great question, Derek. Well, it's a it's a margin. It's at least a good question, Derek. I don't want to ruin your momentum. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to squash this kid's feelings. Um, I don't care how they pick the teams for the Olympics. Okay. I don't care whether they play for individual or team or both gold gold medals. I, I don't care. And the reason why I don't care is because this is another discussion that we can't have. Uh, the Olympics is still gaining in stature. Right, we don't know what it is. It's important for those who won the medals. We just watched it. You have a spot for it in your golfing heart and your golf mind right now, and wherever it is. But it's probably not more important than whoever won the Masters, or the U.S. Open, or whatever your favorite tournament is. This probably isn't it yet. So people want to argue about it, and Ali, I'm just not interested in the arguing about it. I don't care what they do because it's not my favorite tournament anyway. I'm going to watch it no matter what. And I don't care what format they use. Loud noises! Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I think it goes back to, you know, the Ryder Cup when it first started was supposed to be an exhibition to promote the game of golf. Obviously, it has turned into a much more competitive format and a much more important um, event on the golf calendar over time. But I think that's what the Olympics is to me, is it's it's a really nice competition. There's a lot of really good golfers there. There's a lot of golfers that no one's ever heard of from countries that, you know, predominantly don't play golf very well. And, you know, it's a nice story. And it's a nice exhibition, and it promotes the game really well. And it is kind of what it is. But it's not as important as the Masters. Um, the strength of field is not going to be anywhere near um, the value that it is at other majors. But it's a, it's a really nice tournament that promotes the game of golf, and I think that's good. I think that's very yeah. well said, Ollie, that maybe it isn't necessarily about, you know, Justin Rose or Xander Zoffley or Nelly Korda advancing their careers, but perhaps more importantly, advancing the game in the international stage. Well, that's why it's in. Yes, but, but not, not the countries you've heard of. It's the other countries. Uh, so I'm glad it's in. I enjoyed watching it. Three years from now, I'm going to watch it again. I don't care what format they play. I would love to see a team event, but no, you me. wouldn't. No, no would no, I you not? Wouldn't. You didn't watch it this year. What I, are you going to watch? I did watch, watch some it? of it, and I'd, I would have been more inclined to watch it if if us and you know Korea or Japan were going going at it for the gold or something like that. I think I I just love team events. 
Yeah. Derek, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in a category that there are other people in, but you're not there for the same reasons. There's, there's, the, there's the poke the bear crowd that hates everything that the, the status quo has. That's, oh, this should be a team event. This should be a mixed team event. This should be all, you know, it's all wrong. They're all greedy. They did it wrong. No, 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 no. I did think about they, that. They were a mixed, fine. mixed team would be fun, too. You didn't watch it in the first place. Yeah, what I are did. you complaining about it for? And it was on in the middle of the night. That's why I didn't watch as much of it. But I did watch some of it. Hey, some yeah, I'm not of talking us, about you. Some of us watched. Okay, you're talking about yes. The, I'm not talking the, about you. Yes, I'm talking public. about Twitter. Fair enough. Twitter didn't watch it to begin with. They're just looking for something else to complain about it. I promise you, if it came out of the box as a team event, they'd be complaining that it wasn't an individual event. Well, you're just spending too much time on Twitter. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna correct that. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> we got plenty of other golf. There's two PGA Tour events going on. Uh, there's a European Tour event. The U.S. Women's Amateur is down to its final. The 63 seed has a chance. And we're going to argue about calling four at one point uh, this morning, I think. It's the golf show. Derek Thomas, Ollie Dean, Brian Katrick on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Right, we're going to spend a lot of time here talking about driving, but first we'll start with Rory. Rory McElroy, number one in Total driving, uh, it's strokes gained off the tee now. This week at the World Golf Championships event in Memphis, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Uh, What's gone on with Rory? Well, he drove it forever. He drove it great. When he came out, he was a kid. He won all those majors, and he became a star. He was the number one player in the world. Played a draw. Then he got somebody got in his head and said, hey, you know, Tiger plays a fade. Jack Nicklaus played a fade. You can get a little bit more control with a fade, so he... Uh, 10, 15 years ago, he goes, uh, about 10 years ago, he goes to a fade. And then that, and he stopped making putts, and he, he falls down the rankings. He also became a father. There's a lot of stuff going on for Rory. You know, a lot, just he wasn't as good as he was. But you can look at the driving. Then, earlier this year, Rory says, yeah, I, I got sucked in by, uh, by Bryson. He went back to the draw to try to get more distance. Uh, and that wasn't working. Well, at the U.S. Open, he's finally come up with the, uh, the plan. He's still hitting his draw, but he's got the driver a little bit shorter. He's got a little less loft on it, and he's just going back. He says, quote, I've just got a little more freedom with it, not squeezing it as much. I'm not trying to get on top of it as much as I was. I know what I do well with the driver. I've done it my whole career. I turn big, wide, wind up, and then hang on to my right side, throw my arms and body at it, end quote. Uh, So anyway, he's just gone back to doing what he was good at. 
and it's working. That's good. That's who's driving. That's refreshing, Ollie. Uh, he's not worried about distance. He's not worried about what anybody's whispering in his head. He always used to drive it well, so let's just get back to doing that. Yeah, love seeing that, love hearing that. Um, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, um, you know, when he kind of changed coaches and, and went with Pete Cowan, you know, and, and talked about the whole, you know, trying to catch up with Bryson on distance. You know, this was a guy that arguably was the best driver of the golf ball in the game of golf. And for for him to go through all these changes instead of just going with what works, um, you know, it all it, it had a scratch in our head. So it's nice to see that it, Mentally, he's kind of wrapped himself around that he doesn't need to make a lot of changes, just go out there. And, and what he really needs to do is make putts. And he's not a bad putter. He burns the hole more than than any golfer out there. They just they just sometimes they don't go in. Um, but I thought the yeah. interesting story from this weekend was the fact that he duffs a couple of chips and uh, gets a new wedge sent to him from TaylorMade and uh, then shoots 66-66 with the new wedges. And uh, you know, kind of like his driving, he said, I know I'm a good chipper. I know it wasn't my fault. My wedge wasn't, you know, applicable for the Bermuda grass, so I got another wedge sent to me. Yeah, he needed one with more bounce. He had had uh, the one that you used He used at Royal St. George's, didn't have a lot of bounce. Uh, bent grass golf course over there in Japan, you could get away with it there. He needed a little more bounce on this Bermuda. The sand, the soil's a little looser in, uh, in Memphis. He didn't know exactly what was going on, so I like it. Uh, so, good for Rory, and, uh, and he's in the mix. And it's good to see. Right now, it's Harris English leading by two over go, Bryson go and dogs. Cameron Smith. Yeah, go dogs! Uh, this would be the th- sorry, sorry, BK. Go ahead. Oh, so it's just be the third win of the year if if Harris could could close things out. I hear you. It's an impressive uh, impressive leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a World Golf Championship field. I mean, that's <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of big names in it. Uh, one of the other big names, as we mentioned, Bryson. Okay, Bryson had a great day driving the ball on Thursday. He only missed three fairways, but on one of them, (laughs) on one of them, it got close to some spectators, and he didn't call four. Remember, at the British Open, he was asked about that. We didn't actually talk about it on this show, but uh, there's this, there's another thing. Again, Derek, you're right. I should get off Twitter, because on Twitter, they hate Americans. And this is this is this is the hey they don't call four on the PGA tour not like we do on the virtuous European tour uh, where we don't endanger spectators. Well, first of all, Nigel, you don't have any spectators, <laughs> so we got people over here. You ain't got people over there. Here Second of we all, go again. people call just as, they call four just as many times over here as they do over there. There's the same contention. Oh, we don't have the get in the hole guy. You know, we don't have the you-demand guy. All right. Well, did you watch the British Open this year? Because there were just as many people yelling after golf shots were hit. And by the way, there were no Americans there. Those were all your people that were yelling. So who were they? So this is one of those popular things, and nobody ever stands up and says it's wrong. So they asked Bryson about it at the British Open. They said, why don't you call four? And he just looked right at the guy and said, I do call four. So I call four 90% of the time. And that was it. I think he said 99. No, 99%. There you go, 99% of the time. So uh, Richard Bland is watching. He's a European tour player. Remember, he was leading the U.S. Open for a couple of days. Fun story. Everybody's rooting for him, 40, uh, 48 years old. Bryson hits one in the crowd. Again, he only missed three fairways, but one of them apparently got near some people. And Richard Bland said that, you know, he should have called four. 
And and then all you know all the comments there were uh, let's see there were almost five hundred comments. They were all you know same thing. This, half of them are you're killing Richard Bland saying, you know, you're out of line here. The other half are yeah screw the Americans. They never call four. Well, I've been doing the world feed this week, Ali, and guess what happened yesterday on the twelfth hole? What happened? Ian Poulter hit a spectator, and guess what was said as soon as the ball was struck? Four. Not one word. No, come on, he's European. He had guess, four. guess where Ian Poulter's from? Oh, he's <laughs> Don't your, say Orlando. He is, yeah, he is from Orlando, actually. Because <laughs> he is from Orlando, you're right. Yeah. Like Nona, so, I love that golf course. That's a great place. Yeah, that one actually hit a spectator. You're sure hit he one didn't four? Are you, are you I'm just, positive. I'm positive. Uh, and that was on the world feed, so Richard Bland saw that one, too. This is a myth, and it just annoys me because it's a myth. Now, it's the other reason it annoys me is because there is an actual issue here. If you're hitting one that looks like it's going to hit somebody, you should probably call four. Agreed. What do you think? Well, I mean, I agree with the last comment, obviously. I think yes. the most frustrated I've ever been on a golf course is when a group hits into me and I don't hear four. Yes. I was at one of our uh, local munis this week, or, uh, well, I guess it was last week, and um, I was playing by myself, guy behind me playing by myself, playing playing by himself. I offered on the first tee, hey, man, you want to play? He said, no, I'm working on some stuff. All right, All right cool. So sixth or seventh hole, I'm out in the fairway, and I'm a little to the left. He can't see me, hits one straight at me. I yell, hey, man, hold on. 30 seconds later, he hits another one right at me, and I almost lost it. So I just, for people out there, the number one rule of golf isn't keep your head down or take your time. It's don't hit other people with your golf ball. Don't hit other people. And if you're going yes. to, yell for. This is a two-pronged conversation because you're absolutely right, both of you. All right, when we go out and play, which the three of us have not played, we have to, we have to correct that. Uh, when you're going out to play today, anyone listening to this, except for those same three or four tour players, uh, you have to call four when you hit a wayward shot because you could really hurt somebody. They don't know it's coming. The awareness in the public, you know, we're just, we just don't. We're we're all in our own world. You got to call. You got to yell. And it happens a lot. I know it's embarrassing, but look, it, it, hitting a guy is worse than you being embarrassed. Nobody expects you to be any good at it. So when you hit one offline and it looks like it's going to hit somebody, tell them. Somebody tell them. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're the one that hit the shot. If you see a ball that's going to could hit somebody, Call four. That's the whole point. And don't say four. Yell no, it so that it. the person 200 yards away can hear it. Right. Because you'd, you'd want that to be done for you. And and the same thing, you put yourself in their shoes. If a ball lands right next to you and you heard a guy call four and he had time to cover your head, you're not mad at that guy for hitting the ball over there. The only thing you'd be mad at him for is for not calling four. Exactly. And you might have hit the shot right next to that spot. Exactly. And since we're giving out tips, if you're the person receiving the yell of four, don't turn around towards the sound of where it's coming from because that defeats the whole purpose of just cover up and, and get down and, and wait for you know the ball to land. Don't turn around and try and catch one right between the eyes. Yeah. Put your arms over your head. It's not going to hurt you if it hits you in the leg. Cover your head up. Get your face away from where the sound came from and wait for the ball to land. It's probably not going to hit you, but you're just trying to be safe. That's all. 
Now, I don't want to interject, but you're not going to take this conversation to, as a PGA Tour player, there's enough people that will yell for for you that it's not as important that you do it. You're not going there, are you, Brian? I am going there. No! Here's, uh, here's no! why. First of all, there's a, couple, there's a couple things you don't see when you're watching televised golf. Richard Bland is supposed to know that. That's why we're having this conversation. If this was just the no laying up guys tweeting about this, that's fine. I don't expect them to know because they don't play professional golf. But Richard Bland is supposed to know that there were spotters behind those guys on the tee pointing the direction that the ball goes with the fluorescent paddles so that everybody out there can see the direction the ball goes. The marshalling crew out in the landing area is instructed to watch the paddle and alert the group in the area, hey, this one's coming at us. And the pro that hit it probably knows that's not going to get to them or that's way left of them or way right of them because this is the guy that's hit a million of those. So it is a little different at the professional level for a couple of reasons. They're not completely excused. They should absolutely call for But there are times, and there's also times when the wrong microphone is potted up. So they did call for, but you didn't hear it. I will say a lot of the time it does look like they don't necessarily yell for They just point left or right. Some guys And because there's a whole group out in the fairway that's going to deal with it from there. Well, and typically that camera shot is from behind the tee. So as they're pointing, you can't really see if they're, to Brian's point, yelling for or not. And... And I would agree that more often than not, all of the pros are going to yell for. Um, and I thought I was going to have to take you to task when you were excusing the no. responsibility of the golfer. But I agree with everything that you said. It is still the golfer's responsibility. You're the one that hit that ball. If it's going anywhere near people, certainly yell for. But there are a lot of other safeguards at professional tournaments that, that will add to you know identifying to the crowd that you know danger could be on its way. Yeah, here's the second hole. Is it just yeah, Bryson now? I mean, we can talk right. about this, but is it just anything Bryson does, doesn't do? You know, is it just Bryson's going to make news? Is he is he completely supplanted Patrick Reed in the controversy standpoint? And you know, the magnifying glass is on him all the time. Who's this man? Right. Well, that's why I brought up Ian Poulter. Poulter actually hit a guy on TV, and nobody says a word. I like Ian Poulter. I like Bryson DeChambeau. Why are we singling out the one guy and not the other? Clearly, yes, one of them is a, one of them's a villain. How did he get to and be a bright. villain? How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> you know, I had that conversation with my producer as this was going on the other day. And uh, I challenged him the same way you just challenged the world. Uh, he, he was able to come up with a long list, actually. <laughs> he just kept going. <laughs> started with, uh, you know, he hasn't behaved very well when he doesn't get a ruling that he likes. Uh, you know, he, he didn't like that. He also didn't like, well, it start, actually started with, well, I don't like his smug attitude. All right, well, you know, I can't help you with that. <laughs> okay. He whines. He whines. He, bl- he blames his equipment and, his, and the elements and his caddy. It's never Bryson's fault. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of reasons. He's yeah. had some incidents. He but had the I, run-in I, with the cameraman behind the green who he took to task for you know, filming him while he was upset and damaging his brand. Yep. Yeah. Which brings He's into had question. Some re- Look, I've never met him, but it does bring into some questions. I think from the outside looking in as a fan, you just wonder how truly genuine he is. And he may be the most genuine human being on the planet, but when you start you know, taking 
somebody to task for simply doing their job and, and your reason for doing it is they're going to negatively affect your brand, then I don't think that comes over very well. Yeah, well, it didn't go over very well. And yeah, Bryson, is, uh, he's, he's not wired for social interaction the way that others are wired for social interaction. He's not as polished in front of the microphone as Phil. That's just not, that's not the way his brain works. He is, uh, you know, he is the guy that wants to know the barometric pressure before he hits a shot. That's how his brain works. So yeah. uh, he's not going to handle those things as smoothly as others. And I think to Derek's point, it, we all have those people in our lives, and they could be great people. And so once again, I'm not disparaging a man that I've never met. But, but what he puts out um, is certainly, you know, sometimes questionable. He's kind of like that guy that you know, feels like he's smarter than everybody in the room. And, and before he explains something to you, he has to remind you that he's smarter than you. And you may not understand this, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and I'll try and dumb it down for you. Um, I think that wears on some people. As Screw well. you, kid. <laughs> there. <laughs> the king said it best. <laughs> all right, we have to take a break. Uh, they, they, look, they all they all call for. They all call for an awful lot of the time. No one calls for all the time uh, on the tour. Uh, you, uh, me, the rest of us call for all the time. Okay? It's two different things. It's very important. Got to take a break. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the Golf Show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ollie Dean on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. Two-way tie for the lead entering the final round of the Georgia Open down at Ford Plantation. Emmanuel Kentakis and Matt Nagy at uh, 11 under. Jay McLuhan, former Georgia Open champion at 10 under par. GeorgiaPGA.com if you want to see those scores. And later today, Ollie, on uh, I believe it's going to be on NBC at some point. The uh, U.S. Women's Amateur Finals from uh, from Westchester Country Club. We got Jensen Castle taking on Ho Yu Chang. Ho Yu went to uh, Arizona. She is a wildcat. Jensen went to Kentucky. She, she is, is a, a wildcat. wildcat. Yes. And Jensen was the 63 seed that you talked about earlier, um, who got into match play by winning a well, co-winning a 12 for two playoff. So is that like 63 out of 64? It is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they play, They just so you know, at the U.S. Amateur, they play 312 players. Everybody double waves at two different courses for two rounds. Then at the end of those two rounds, they're going to take the top 64 out of 312, and they're going to play match play, just like the, the, you know, the NCAA tournament. 
The problem is, at the end of two days with 312 players, you never have it exactly at 64. Well, it's funny. There's always some sort of a playoff. Arizona, Kentucky, those are normally like one, two seeds in the tournament. So for to be the 63 and come all the way, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Well, golf is different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Golf is different. Golf's a little but I, different. But I love the USGA 12 for two or 11 for ones. You know, you oh, get yeah. U.S. Open sectional or local qualifying. I, I just think it's so unique to... USGA events, um, and now I guess the Olympics can join that list. I think they're fun. Oh, I've been in a ton of them. Uh, there was a time at the Georgia PGA. Actually, Georgia PGA had a uh, fantasy golf league, and my name in it, what my team name was Mr. Playoff because every event I entered, I was going to be in that playoff for the last spot. <laughs> and didn't always get it. <laughs> Matter of fact, not sure that I ever got it. I was in one at Hawks Ridge that was three groups. I forget how many players and I forget how many places, but it was three groups. That sounds like fun. Yeah. If you move I think on, I was in the second group. First first group plays the ten, we played the tenth hole and they were waiting for us behind the green, then we played the tenth hole. We had to sit and turn around and watch the third group play. And okay, all the birdies, you guys you're you're in. You get to go home because you're in. The bogeys you get to go home. You're out. <laughs> the pars. We're gonna you keep playing off. Keep going. Off. Keep going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know we have another modified stable for tournament going on this weekend as well. Our, yes, our we do. Our favorite format. It's not just a regular modified. Stableford, right? No, no, no it's a, a modified Stableford, <laughs> and it's only been modified once, to our knowledge. How modified? <laughs> it's it's fairly modified. Oh, it's very modified, Derek. I mean, they put a front front wing on it, a back wing on it. Uh, Adam Schenk has 38 points. This is the one time you look at the leaderboard, you have to do a double take. Adam Schenk is leading at plus 38. What? Yeah, I looked at that. I was like, man, I could compete at that tournament. Uh, these guys suck. <laughs> these guys aren't good. You I'll suck. You, I'll ask you the same question shoot. that I asked John McGinnis. Go ahead. If you shoot 58 in a modified Stableford scoring system event. Mm-hmm. Like 140 points? Yeah, whatever the points were. But if you shoot 58, does that count? Yes, I agree. Because he not because now, well he because there there's a situation where you don't have to put the ball in the hole every time. If you make double or worse, it's minus three, and you could pick it up. Well, if you make one of those, he ain't shooting fifty eight. No, no. So I mean, Nellie Corda had a chance to shoot fifty eight, and she made double, so she'd had to pick up. Derek Ollie, great job. Enjoy the women's amateur final. Enjoy the uh, finals in Memphis and the Barracuda Championship and the Braves. We're back together next week. Have a great Sunday, everybody. See you, everyone. Thepodcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. 
Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.